What's up? I got to tell you, first and foremost, the response from y'all is out of control. It is beyond overwhelming to experience what you and everyone else has done for me (laughs) with just the outpouring of support for me coming back and sharing the Frog Logic concepts with everybody on this podcast. I feel so incredibly blessed. I mean, to the point where, like, I can feel my, it's inside my soul of how grateful I am for all of you and what you're doing by actually tuning in, paying attention, listening to it. I mean, I can't even believe We were just talking about it the other day. We put the show up. We didn't even really pay attention because we're still working out all the, the, the analytics devices and all that stuff. And, and we just, just by chance, I went, we went over to iTunes and checked it out. And there I was sitting at uh, 176 after five, six days uh, listed in the top 200 in society and culture. And that is not because of me. That is because of all you That is because of the wonderful loyalty and support that you give me. And I am eternally grateful for all of that. It makes, it inspires me so, so fundamentally to continue doing this, to continue coming up, you know, to to create more content, to deliver more positive messaging that will enable you to defeat the negative insurgency, to to engage in the real combat of life and to to make yourself a better individual and a better teammate for all the most extreme environments that are out there. And I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart again, man. I love it. So welcome back to the Frog Logic Podcast. I'm your host, David Rutt Rutherford, and it is just uh, pretty awesome, man. Uh, one of the things before I want to do get started is just to say to everybody, hey, if you're new to the show, thank you so much for joining in. Hopefully uh, a, a, a friend of yours or a family member ha- shared you uh, shared with you the Frog Logic podcast uh, telling you, hey, there's this uh, this nutty former Navy SEAL CIA contractor cat who's a Behavioral training specialist, performance coach, worked with World Series champion Boston Red Sox. He works with adults and kids and writes kids' books and daily devotional stuff on it, on, on social media. And, and he's just full of, of really positive motivational content that can hopefully make you uh, a little bit stronger, a little bit more focused, and a hell of a lot more faithful that this life that we're all living is a true blessing. Um, um, uh, if you want to listen to the show, obviously go check. I'm on iTunes. I'm on Stitcher. I'm on Google Play. I'm on Spotify. Uh, I, and I post the, the shows on YouTube. You can go to my YouTube channel, and or you can go straight to the website, which is teamfroglogic.com, and you can listen to all the shows there. 
Uh, you can please subscribe and, and write a review if you want on everyone. We'd love to have your reviews. Obviously, the more reviews people write for the show, uh, the better ranking I get, the more uh, 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 available it is in terms of search engine and, and suggestions and all the different places that uh, the analytics uh, uh, calculate those type of algorithms. So all of that is is helpful. And if you don't want to do it, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter anyways. Uh, it's nice. I appreciate it. But I'm just happy you're here listening right now. That's all I care about. Uh, so those are the places to find me. All right. Now, we talked about the website. And by the way, it is a new website. We just finished. I want to I want to just give a shout out to my, my buddy AJ for helping us out. He's incredible. He's an amazing guy. Uh, he's so wonderful to work with. Uh, and it's just uh, hopefully you like it. We're still, you know, greasing out the, the, the little kinks and all that stuff. And and uh, but it's there and it's up and it, and check it out. Uh, you, not only can you find the podcast, but you can also if you want to learn more about me as a motivational speaker, you can read about what it is I do there. All the different types of speeches I give. I give seven different speeches out there uh, from introducing Frog Logic Navy SEAL Motivation embracing fear, forging self-confidence, living a team life, living with purpose, team culture and and and, and I'm working on a new new speech a new talk right now called uh the peaceful pathway of pain. Uh and that'll be out and ready to go here momentarily. All right. So that's what I see. You can also check out my performance coaching. You can see who I've worked with. I've worked with UFC fighters, race car drivers, professional tennis players, the United States Tennis Association, UPenn football team, Miami Dolphins, Green Bay Packers, uh, and most notably, uh, in 2018, I had the incredible opportunity to play some small role in the Collegiate World Series champions, uh, Oregon State Beavers, and their victory, as well as I uh, worked for three years with the Boston Red Sox in the 2018 uh, World Series championship team, and I'm so proud of those guys. Um, and I just, uh, I'm so thankful I'm able to do that. If you're interested in some performance coaching for you or your team or your organization, go to the website, fill out a form, or if you want me as a speaker, fill out the contact form and me and my team will get right back to you as soon as possible. Also, if you want to uh, contribute to the cause, uh, go to the merchandise. You can see books and hat and t-shirt. We're going to load some more stuff up this weekend for you to check out. Uh, but we can always appreciate all your support there. All right. So what is it we're here to talk about today? We're here to talk about one of the most powerful forces that exists in this lifetime. I mean, this is a force so strong, so powerful, so insidious that it literally destroys our ability to succeed day in and day out. This is the thing that that crawls into your into your brain that that seeps its way down into your the fire in your gut and it and it's like this hurricane gusting wind blowing that fire out just What do you think, sweetie? Is that good good sound effects? It's not bad. I need to work on it is what you're saying. You're shaking that. Yeah, okay. I love it. So it's like this hurricane gust wind trying to extinguish all the goodness, all the positivity that you that you kind of breathe life to day in and day out, right? And that is called the negative insurgency, right? Now, one of the 
interesting things that I get asked all the time, I mean, whether it's on social media, and you can follow me at Team Frog Logic on all the different platforms, whether it's on social media or direct emails or, or through the website, man, people hear the phrase, I talk about it all the time, the negative insurgency, the negative insurgency, and they always want a further explanation, i.e., that's why we're doing this show. All right, is it going to help you understand what it is, how it's present in your life, and then we'll do a follow-up show later on on how you defeat the negative insurgency. But let's just jump right in, shall we? All right, now, here's the deal. First and foremost, you have to understand your own state of being and what that looks like, right? Now, when I first really began to understand uh, the true essence of being, right, where you're you're not so much inside your own head as it is your your in complete existence right you understand the perspective of 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 the of all existence you understand the external influences you understand the internal voices you understand the pressure you understand the victories you you understand that all these things are kind of commingled and and for me where i really began to discover that was uh, when I finally became f- really kind of the awakening for me happened when I became an instructor for SEAL qualification training. And it was a uh, an interesting story of getting over to that place. I was a one platoon wonder. Uh, there was a need of the Navy for at Naval Special Warfare Center for a corpsman medic instructor at SQT, SEAL qualification training. I got yanked out of my second platoon, thrown over there. And thanks to some really beautiful human beings, some amazing mentors in my life uh, from Chris and Matt and David and Carlos and uh, all these incredible human beings, most especially Mike and Bruce. Um, Bruce, I love you. I miss you. You're always in my heart. Um, I, I began to recognize the power of what we were doing in that moment, right? The, the magnitude of influence. Um, and you have to look at it in this perspective. You have to look at it that we're in every day throughout your day, you're in this state, right? This flux of states, right? You're, you're in this place where you're either available for input or you're uh, neutral in input or you're resistant to input. And when I got over there as an SQT instructor, I began to realize that Man, these kids or kids, they were my peers. I mean, hell, I was only a, a few years ahead of them. They they were primed. I mean, the ultimate ready and available for for new information and guidance. Now, that's an amazing thing. I mean, we've all seen people that are are great learners. And one of the things I always work with with my private coaching clients, I said, are you trainable or are you not trainable? All right. And then and in the teams and special operations, we we look at life like this. There's there are people that are either trained or untrained, period. There's no in between. And and you you either accept the fact that in order to grow, in order to gain moment, we have to be trained. And once you open your heart in its in its entirety to this of to be available to this level of imprinting, man, now you're cooking with gas. So here I was, I'm seeing these kids, and I'm like, all right. I, this is a huge responsibility. This is something that's critical. It's it's if I imprint the wrong things on these kids, they're going to turn out to be, you know, not only uh, shitty frogmen, but they're going to turn out to be 
uh, uh, bad people. They're going to turn out to be bad teammates. Uh, they're going to turn out to be bad, uh, bad uh, members of the, the, the SEAL teams. They're going to be bad people in their home lives, right? And so what I wanted to do is really begin to understand that, that what it is we're trying to imprint. What, how do we break this state of being down? So I started doing the research and, and really looked at, uh, for obvious reasons, really began to look at all the different types of warring cultures out there, right? And and for me, the first place that was the easiest to start, obviously, is the Spartans, right? Everybody loves Spartans, man. The Battle of Thermopylae, you know, Leonidas and the 300, man. I, that movie still blows me away. I try and watch it three, four times a year. The great book by Stephen Pressfield, Gates of Fire, explains all that. And I, you look at it and you start to understand their ethos and where it begins, right? And joining the agogi at like eight, nine years old and, and then the, the tutelage to prepare and become a true warrior and what that means in its entirety for your state of being. Now, then I went on over to Samurai. I checked out the Mongolian hordes. I, I looked at Alexander the Great. I looked at Napoleon. I looked at World War II. I looked at our unit, the UDTs. I, lurked, I looked at special forces, rangers, uh, mar marine recon, regular all Medal of Honor winners. Man, and I started to see there was this consistency about the aspects that we really need to address. And, and it's the physical, the mental, and the spiritual, emotional self, all right? Those are the three main states of being that we need to maintain our conscientiousness with. And it's and I know what you're saying. Ah, oh, Dave, brother, everybody says this. And that's true because after I looked at the warring cultures, I went out and I looked for cultures of peace. I looked at democracies. I looked at whatever, philosophical. I looked at imperial, whatever. There's this underlying focus within the human condition that we need to address those three states, right? We need to address ourselves physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. And, 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 and I'll dissect spiritual, emotional in a little bit here when it comes to negative insurgency. But when you begin to understand what are the variables within that spectrum, it, it's very difficult for us to gain... Uh, external reference versus our internal reference. Now, with this group, this collective group that I was dealing with at SQT, you know, it was a pretty uh, regimented um, evaluation or measurement, right, that we had. They had been through BUDS. They had made it through Hell Week. They had gone through all that indoctrination process, and they were to us. So physically, they were top-notch. Mentally, they were sharp and focused. Uh, emotionally, they were in the place they needed to be in order to uh, take the uh, proverbial beatdowns that we get, the infliction of pain, if you will. And what I began to understand was this concept of balance or homeostasis, really, that has been prevalent in the self-help movement uh, really since probably Abram Maslow began with humanistic psychology and the development, the further development of, of all these different um, external influences from uh, Hinduism, Buddhism, um, all, all, even Christianity, Judeo, Ju Judaism. They all, all these mindsets talk about having this this uh, this peace that we're searching for. Well, 
I, I, I appreciate that. And ultimately, that's what I'm searching for now is, the, you know, is that that peace of mind, that peace of heart where I can still at the same time experience that peace, but also strive to be the best possible version of myself. Right. That 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 that, that pursuit of perfection that ultimately drives us into the unto the breach right or into the the fire that uh uh that stokes that flame in our gut so when you, you got to you got to recognize that you know we're we're in this constant state of flux the way i describe it uh, when I talk to people about it is I we all have this great visual reference of life as this tremendous roller coaster going up and down, up and down. And then we're being fed a lot of this information that says, all right, the body, the mind and the soul, you have to have balance. Well, you know, essentially what we're trying to do is balance all of that on this little, pin, you know, head of a pin Right. And that pin is anchored into this 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 roller coaster cart that's going like this. And as the external environment is making it out of balance, so, too, is the internal environment in our in our heads and in our hearts. So we're always having to adjust a little bit. So this concept of true homeostasis or this uh, or this balance within ourselves, I believe, is 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 a little bit of a lie. <laughs> I hate to break it to you. I hate to bust the bubble or pop it or shift your balance out of whack or, or to, to mess with your, you know, your, your, your lotus position and your, your sixth eye. I'm, I'm really bummed out that I'm, I'm doing that, but frankly, that's just the way life is, right? I mean, to imagine that the negative insurgency is going to somehow lay dormant because you master something, some relevant aspect of the triad, and that's what I call it, the triad, the body, the soul, the mind, right? Or, uh, the, the, the physical, the mental, spiritual, emotional health that we all pursue, that if you somehow believe that you have a mastery that you contain, then please send me an email because I want to have you on the show. If you believe you've mastered something, then please send us contact mastered. I'm going to get you on the show. You can tell us how you all got there. And then I can just, you know, rapid fire 50 cow questions at you and, and see if you can hold withstand that because, right? The reality is, is that we basically have these three states of being. Right. We can either be positive, we can be neutral or negative. Right. And that's the way every day you wake up when you open your eyes and you take that big, huge breath and you fill your lungs with the dynamic kinetic nature of life itself. And you check out your opposable thumbs and you're like, hell yeah, I'm ahead of all the other species. Right. And your prefrontal cortex is feeling funky. You begin to realize that you have choices every day. Right. You have choices, but those choices really are indicative of how well you manage the external and external internal influences of your life. Now, one of the things that you got to understand is and I talked about this in my first show back, you know, who am I and why am I here, which is ultimately understanding your identity and your meaning in life. You know, if you're in any way, shape or form driven to begin to understand or solve or answer those very profound questions, then that requires momentum, right? You've got to push yourself in some capacity, 
right? Now, other some people push themselves at the in, in really unique and outlier ways, i.e. David Goggins. Other people push themselves in relatively uh, with relatively little effort, like most of uh, uh, of of all of Congress and the Senate, right? People who camp out in those positions. Sorry, I shouldn't talk smack about all y'all. Some of you are actually trying to do it. Dan, I love you. Keep it up, buddy. But, you know, there's an overwhelming sense that, you know, this concept, this, the, the, the negative aspect of it is what it is, is we'll just prevail as long as we have that sense of uh, security and safety in, in, a, in, a, in a complacent existence, right? We're not pushing ourselves. We're not creating an imbalance in our state of being. But if you want to find purpose, if you want to have real meaning in your life, then existing itself is not enough, right? Letting life determine which direction you go, whether you go right, whether you go left, whether you try for this job or that job, whether you do enter this relationship or end that relationship, whether you're a good father or bad father, whether you are a good employee or bad employee, you know, just existing itself is not enough. You will not feel any sense of fulfillment within that, right? We actually flourish, right, when we pursue definitive objectives or goals in our lives. Now, the level of, of, of that flourishment, right, the level of our enhancement, the level of our, our increased uh, uh, sense of value or worth is a derivative of, of those accomplishing those objectives, and, and that's a critical aspect, right? Because ultimately, it, it's pretty proven. And all you got to do is, and, and I don't believe it's just contained to Judeo-Christian uh, Western societies, right? Where we're pursuing materialism, we're pursuing wealth, we're pursuing power, greed, and all that. Man, this prevails across all cultures everywhere around the world. Just look at corruption overseas, or you look at uh, the the uh, containment of, of power, how how people in positions of power make it virtually impossible for anybody to move into positions of power, right? Uh, and and so as a result of all these things, we 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 start out every day by these own our own selfish goals, which are completely acceptable, completely good. You got to have selfish goals. It's the context of those selfish goals which determine whether or not, you know, you, that negative insurgency is going to be begin hammering you. Now, the other component are team goals. And that's where we really begin to, I think, distinguish ourselves from other people, where we start to say, hey, it's not about my own sense of accomplishment, but it's my sense of accomplishment as it relates to empowering other people to accomplish, the other people that are part of my team life, right? And that's, that's, that's critical. That service, if you're, if you're floundering in this, this uh, uh, pursuit of perfection or this, this uh, altering your state of being, you know, it's real easy to get the process going by just thinking about how you're servicing others, right? And I'm going to do a show on service and servitude and all that in, in the future, but just think about that. Think about the effort that you're willing to make, the sacrifices you're actually willing to make in relationship to benefiting other people, to making other people better. And that really gives you a, a great perspective on, you know, where you are. 
right? This process of purpose, right? Because here's the deal. And another, another, you know, warning, whoop, 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 another bubble burst coming your way. Here's the deal that if you don't, if you somehow, some way, and I'm not quite sure how this happens. I mean, it could be whole myriad away. It could be uh, a complete uh, detachment from reality. It could be, uh, uh, I think, uh, a lot of uh, people that uh, lose perspective on hard work or, or I think people that have been given too many things can lose perspective. But if you are in some way, shape, or form uh, denying the reality of pain and its relevance to your improvement, then guess what? The negative insurgency is already rooted in your mind, right? Because pain and the application of pain is the feedback with which we're able to reshape our purpose. It's the feedback which we're able to redefine uh, the, these goals of ourselves and for our team. So, you know, do you have pain in your life, right? Because without the feedback, you know, that informs the nat- the direction of the quest that we're on, man, you know, we, we can just... Uh, we can go down these rabbit holes, if you will, and rabbit holes can be positive. Obviously, Marcus and I used to go down them all the time. But but you know these these really distracting concepts, these things that suck 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 you off the path, right? That that the bounce the shiny bouncing ball, right? Now, if 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 there's not substantial pain affiliated with those things, man, you know it. it it's easy to get sucked into that. And that's part of what I'll talk about here in a, in a second. Now, now when the feedback is painful, and it always will be, I don't know of anybody out there that goes through life that hasn't experienced pain of some kind. Now, obviously, all pain is relative, right? Physical, mental, spiritual, emotional. It's relative to the individual and the experience. But the one common factor, the one unifying component I believe that exists across the human condition is the concept of pain, right? If you break your leg, you know your leg is broken, right? Now your threshold of pain might be might be a variable based on all different kinds of, you know, biological measurements, but or or just, you know, tolerance and past pain experience. But really, you break your leg, it's gonna hurt, right? Also, too, if you if you know, if you experience some type of mental pain, trauma, if you will, right? If the loss of a loved one, um, uh, the rejection of a loved one, you know, these things they're they're very common and they they're they're able to cross these cultural borders that exist right and that's what we share collectively we share in each other's pain and suffering and the more we're able to understand and do that i believe the greater probability we have in understanding our own state of being and how how much the negative insurgency is actually impacting us now here's the deal is your pain positive or negative Pretty simple. Now, I get it. You're like, rut, whoa, 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 and halt, and halt, rut. What do you mean, positive pain? There's no such thing as positive. All pain sucks, right? I, I don't I don't know if that's accurate whatsoever. In fact, there's a very real concept called positive pain that exists. 
All right. Think about the last time you attempted to run a marathon or you did run a marathon, right? I'm willing to bet that when you were on that first time over 15 miles from 15 to 20 miles, that first time you experienced the, the taste of the wall right? The grit, the burning in your feet and your back and, you know, the pain of the cramps and your, your, your dehydration and that excruciating pain. But that pain was necessary for you to then accomplish the objective. Well, the same thing is true if you, you went through any, any very difficult educational process. The same thing is if you learn the hard way in life, right? Through a, a never ending series of failures, uh, uh, and most importantly, if you are experiencing deep-rooted emotional pain, now most of that pain we 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 take out of context and and we 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 automatically put that in the negative categories. But let me ask you this: How often, how many times have you said that which does not kill me only makes me stronger? How often do you say that? And if you've ever said it, then you acknowledge the fact that pain is good. Suffering is good. It's just how you look at it, how you experience, how you understand it. Now, obviously, there, there needs to be a lot more detailed description of positive versus negative pain. And I'll, I'm going to do a show on the peaceful pathway of pain, as I said. But what I want you to think about now is, is you know, there's because of there's this perpetual presence of pain in our lives, right, you also have to understand that there are forces that exist, right? There are real forces that exist that try and shape that pain regularly to being negative. And that force, that energy, wherever it comes from, whether it's initiated uh, in your own mind or it's initiated by others or it's a result of... of of, you know, Mother Nature, I, I don't know. But there are forces and there's an energy that shapes that pain in a very negative light. That is the negative insurgency, right? Now, one of the things that you really start to got to understand is, is what is an insurgency? Now, the simple, the simple definition of an active revolt or uprising. Now, there's definite connotations of, of something unique about that uprising. It's lifting you up, right? Revolt. It's going against something that uh, needs to have revolt against it. Now, that, 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 that something is you. Right? That something is your physical, mental, spiritual, emotional self. And there is an uprising always brewing inside you and outside of you, Right? Now, when you go and you, you begin to dig into what real insurgency is about, and let me just read you the first couple paragraphs on one of my favorite sources, Wikipedia. And all you wiki haters are out there, I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm not as scientific as I'd like to be with all you. Maybe in the future I'll try and be. If you have a better definition or maybe a book on insurgency, go ahead and send that. Or if you're an expert on insurgency, send us a contact. We'd love to have you on the show. All right, here you go. An insurgency is a rebellion against authority. For example, an authority recognized as such by the United Nations. When those taking part in the rebellion are not recognized as belligerents, lawful, lawful combatants, an insurgent 
Insurgency can be fought via counterinsurgency warfare and may also be opposed by measures to protect the population and by political and economic actions of various kinds and propaganda aimed at undermining the insurgents' claims against the incumbent regime. As a concept, insurgency's nature is ambiguous. That's my favorite part of the whole thing, right? The nature... Oh, that's phenomenal. <laughs> you got to love that. That's going to make the show a little bit more tricky. All right. When you think about it, the nature of ambiguity, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit here in a minute, about ambiguity, moral ambiguity. But when you think about right, the insurgency's nature being ambiguous, that's exactly the point I'm trying to make with the negative insurgency. This, this force of energy... Right? It comes at you in all different types of forms. It's all around you. It, it's, it's, it's woven in to the energy of, of life itself. It's everywhere. It co-mingles, right? The yin and the yang. It, it coexists with us externally and internally. And you have to be able to recognize that because it, it is such a powerful, powerful part of of the process of understanding the insurgency. All right. Now, when you start to think about the insurgencies in your life, and that's the combat of your life, the, the fight you're making, right, to either, either, either be positive, neutral, or negative, because it all requires some type of focus or action, right? In the combat of your life, right, internal, external combat of your life, you have to look at these types of things in detail. So what would the physical insurgencies be in our life? Most obvious one by far is our age, right? I am not getting any younger. In fact, my fiance laughs about it pretty regularly. In fact, she busted my chops about a couple hours ago about how slow I am, about how I have no glutes, how I have no hamstrings and no, and no quadriceps, in fact. And, the, and if I were ever to actually, you know, allow that negative insurgency to penetrate too deeply into me, I'd probably quit the whole shebang right now. But since I really hope at one day in, in the not too distant future that I'll be able to beat her maybe in a hundred yard dash. I, I think I might have you there. She's shaking her head. No way. Yeah, am I going to do it? All right. So the physical, right? Age, your body breaks down, right? Over time, the more impact you have on it. My neck is shot. My lower back is shot. My buddy Dan, he's got the ankles of an 80-year-old man. He's 40 years old. It all takes the impact, right? It's whittling it away, right? The injuries that we face, that linger, the scars that we have, the scar tissue, the metal we have inside of us, or the sickness. How often do you get sick? How often are you, you, you chasing that, right? What's your general health? Is your fitness good? Are you part of a, a great fitness plan? Or are you still relying on the same fitness regimen that you did 30 years ago with your high school football team or your high school softball team? Or have you actually come into the 21st century? Are you effectively making a difference to strengthen your body as age confronts it, as the negative insurgency of age itself, right? Time, mother nature, the, the, the absolute fact that you will die at some point. What are you doing to combat that? What type of positive pain are you applying? Now, the other component of this is really within your general health is, 
you know, the kind of the non-tangibles, right? Or actually, this has become a huge tangible aspect of things, right? What's your sleep look like, right? For me, man, I'll go two or three weeks sleeping great, and then I'll have a week of horrible sleep. And then I'll go whatever. And usually it's all component of of the stress I allow in my life. It's a component of how I'm feeling physically. Am I taking care? Am I stretching? Am I working out? All these things, man, they're wreaking havoc on me. So I'm basically allowing that insurgency to get the best of me, right? It's winning the fight. The other is what's your recovery? There's a brilliant guy out there, one of the best in the country by far. His name's Jeff Nichols. He's a former Navy SEAL. He's a strength and conditioning guy, but he's also a recovery guy. Go check him out. Uh, he's got a company called Performance First. He talks about recovery with reverence, right? Almost as if it's this a religious experience, right? And this is a guy that pushes his body to the absolute maximum, right? And every and everything he does, right? He he, he goes. He, there is no there is no half-assing it. Right? Everything's calculated. Everything's focused. Everything's determined. He applies positive pain with such scientific application that it doesn't give the insurgency anywhere to go in him. I mean, actually, time is, is always present, but because he focuses so much on recovery and the nutrients he takes, what's he eat, you know, what's he drink, what's he, you know, all these different things that help his body perform, right? And the other one is eating. What's your diet look like? That's the number one thing. I think everybody understands that pretty substantially. And we're going to do a, a show on nutrition with Jonna here, my fiance, in a, in, a, in a little while. So everybody stand by for that. All right, mentally. Where does the insurgency live with you mentally, right? What's your education look like? How smart are you? How smart are you? How much knowledge do you have? What's your common sense look like? Now, these are all factors that when you... You know, you, you, you slam these things into all these different factors of, of reflection. What are you finding? What are you seeing? Are you seeing that you uh, maybe should have paid a little bit more attention in 10th grade instead of sitting in the back of the class after you got high out during lunchtime? Or are you saying to yourself, my God, I'm so thankful I went on and to really understand and specialize this particular thing that enhances my life every single day? Do I know everything there is to know about it? You know, what's my knowledge base? Do I read multiple forms of information or do I just get all of my info from one slanted perspective that forces me, right, to think in one particular way that actually constrains my cognitive capability because I'm only feeding from one piece of the pie? Now, how about your common sense? Now, a lot of people believe that you can't teach common sense. What do you think, sweetie? Can you teach common sense? She says, yeah. Now, I believe that's true. Most people say you're either born with it or not. And I just don't believe that. Because have you ever seen a two-year-old? They don't have any common sense at all. They're In fact, they're about, they're about as bad at common sense as anything I've ever seen. They suck at it. I know, it's a joke. Just relax, right? I don't hate children. I love children. I have four children myself. Common sense, right? right? What's your common sense look like? Is it because you're front sight focused and you're looking through life uh, through these little toilet paper tubes? Or are you like this and you're taking in all this information that gives you greater, more general knowledge about the world around you, right? 
The next one, emotional. You know, and a lot of that comes from your cultural indoctrination, right? Where you're, where, how you grew up, where you're from, the influences you had from your parents or parent, from your family, your close friends, from those ages of 5 to 15. And then whatever organizational, cultural in, indoctrination you've had. For me and my friends, you know, the magnitude of indoctrination that we experienced going through SEAL training and being a part of the SEAL teams and even at my brief stint with the CIA – those cultures are substantial and they definitely leave an impact. I mean, the imprinting from those experiences, they still uh, 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 provide both a very positive pain in my life and a very negative pain. All you operators out there who suffer, you know what I'm talking about, right? And that goes back to this emotional pain, the trauma we experience in our lives. Now, if you've experienced trauma, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And it's able, you're, you're, you're able to affiliate now that trauma and give it a name. It's the negative insurgency. And you know it, it rears its ugly head whenever it wants often if you haven't addressed it and, and gone after it and trained yourself in order to deal with it, right? That trauma is always there. You can't unlearn or unlive that trauma, so it's there. And that could be, you know, you could also have biological issues, right? You could have uh, an imbalance in your brain. You could suffer from uh, chronic depression. You could, uh, you could have uh, bipolar. You could be schizophrenic. You could, all different types, slight anxiety. They estimate that over 90 million people uh, in, in, in our country alone are challenged with some mental health issues. I mean, hell, look at all the recent spatter of all these mass shootings which is a massive issue and also another topic that I'm going to cover here soon, right? So when you think about this roller coaster, and that's really the roller coaster we describe most, is the roller coaster of our, of our emotions, the ups and downs, the highs, the lows that we feel day in and day out. Well, think about why. Really, think about what is pulling on you. What's causing the emotions to happen? Really to dissect it, right? Why you react to certain things in the way you do. Well, most often, you're not even paying attention. You just, you experience something in, in, in such a profound way that there's this negative reaction to it. And it's because the negative insurgency's got a hold of you. It's gotten into you. It's intravenous. It's, it's flowing through your energy, your existence, man, and it's, and it's hammering the snot out of you and your emotions, right? Now, you got to think within your emotional roller coaster, right, uh, the great proportion of, of, of what's relevant is your relationships, and when you start to break down and look at your relationships in your life, are they healthy? Are you surrounded by healthy people? Are you surrounded by stable people? Are you surrounded around people who are, you know, good at fighting the insurgency within themselves and the external insurgency? Or are they part of the negative insurgency in your life? So often it's very difficult for us to cull those relationships in a way that, that's more healthy for us because we have this deep-rooted loyalty to people in our lives as a result of, of time invested or maybe they helped you out at one point or, or just their blood and family. 
And so we, we remain committed to these people that continuously infect us over and over with this negative insurgency. And the other one is in ourselves, ourselves, what we have going up here, the relationship that we feel for ourselves, and how we look at ourselves in the mirror, how we experience ourselves relative to the world around us. Are you constantly negative in your head? And if you're not constantly, I, I don't assume that everybody is 100% negative. Otherwise, you know, there'd be the suicide rate would be off the charts. And unfortunately, we're seeing the highest increase of suicide in a long, 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 long time. And I think a result is, the result of this is because we're, we're, we're losing focus that this is a true battle against a very real uh, uh, enemy that's hunting us down day in and, si day in and day out and hunting us down in our own minds. We're actually, we are the cohorts. We're the, we're the comrades of this, this, this devious, insidious process, or not process, but enemy that exists within our own heads. And how often are you beating yourself up? How often are you trying to destroy that momentum or that pursuit of purpose in your life? Now, the last one, is the spiritual aspect of the negative insurgency. And, and you know, I'm, I'm never going to be a guy that professes to, to, to have a, a, a massive uh, handle on all of this as, as I'm, I'm, I'm still a relatively new born-again Christian um, and trying to understand how I serve Christ as best as possible. I'm trying to understand... The relationship with Christ, I'm, I'm trying to understand um, really the sense of doubt that is lingering, that the negative insurgency that drops that doubt in my heart day in and day out, especially when I see innocent people suffering in ways that are beyond tragic, right? The families and uh, the loved ones of all those who are killed unnecessarily every year or the people that die from disease or the people that are unfortunate enough to live in places where the water is poisoned or, or the food sources are tainted. It still baffles the mind that, you know, we're in that position, but it is simply the facts, right? I mean, it is what it is. And not enough people have, have understood that faith is really about servitude, indentured servitude really indentured to the faith itself indentured to the sacrifice of Christ and that's the way I feel about it you don't have to feel but what I would hope that you would do is that you would at least be at least you would begin to try and have a greater faith in the people you love right and believe in what that love can do and what it means Right? Because I'll tell you one thing, our faith is under attack, for sure. Now all the all the you know the devout people out there in all the different places are gonna, you know, throw their hands up, yeah, right. And that's not what I mean. I don't mean organized religion. I don't mean I don't mean, you know, the Bible or uh, Islam's under attack. I don't mean any of that. Well, I just mean people's ability to have faith is under attack. Right? Because you know, we, we, we root our faith in these grand ideas of, 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 of a God, something beyond our comprehension. But one thing that I can tell you is that, you know, the more I, I try and have faith in my life, 
the more capable I am at being able to combat that negative insurgency, right? That's tearing me down all the time. It helps me with, with forgiveness, which is a massive thing. It helps me with, with uh, uh, judgment. It helps me with uh, second chances. It helps me with my own debilitating despair at times. It helps me with, with recognizing that there's something bigger than me that has more meaning than my meaning will ever be. And just that, that concept alone, which you can pull or derive from the love that you feel and the faith you feel for the people who do love you, and that's powerful stuff. It's really, really powerful stuff. It's not, it's not this floating thing in the air that you can't grasp. You feel that. You feel the power of that. And the more you invest in it, the more you train yourself to be spiritual, the more you train yourself to have faith, the more you train yourself to be a believer, to be a believer in love, the stronger and stronger you'll get. You have to understand that, that that's what the leap of faith is all about. And I hope you hope you take that. All right. Now before we move on, I just really want to give a shout out uh, to our sponsors for the Frog Logic podcast. And and listen, you gotta understand, man. Uh, people people get sponsors all the time. We had truckloads of sponsors on TAQ. Um, with with this show, I really wanted to be able to access. Um, you know, products and companies that I had faith in. And one of those for sure is on it, most especially Aubrey, because I have this real respect for the journey that Aubrey is on. He's on this journey of enlightenment. He really wants to understand the human condition. He wants to understand himself as it relates to the world around him. He wants to be able to optimize his ability to defeat that negative insurgency. And, and by meeting him and, and becoming, you know, a small little part of, of, of on it and what they represent and what they do, which is to really to create great supplements and, and products and programs that enhance people's ability to live a better life, right? Uh, you know, I, I, I have had this great opportunity to forge this relationship, right? They have faith in me. I have faith in them. And I have faith in their products, too. And one of the products that I, I really love a lot is, is Alpha Brain. Now, this is one of their, this is their cornerstone product. And it's something that I've been taking on and off uh, for the past two years, I think. Um, and mostly off when I travel. Either I run out or I forget to put it in my dob kit because sometimes my short-term memory is shot uh, and I'm running out the door last minute. But when I'm home, you know, my morning routine is I wake up. Uh, I get over, I, I, I have a little couple drops of CDB or a gummy, and have a glass of water and take an alpha brain. And this product has really given me um, a greater sense of, of, of cognitive alacrity. It's given me a greater focus. Uh, as anybody who's, who's an entrepreneur or vetrepreneur or anybody who's <laughs> anybody who's just trying to be good at something realizes that over a period of time, that insurgency can get into your head, the stress, the fatigue, um, the distractions, the, the negative thoughts, right? But 
you know, this product right here, it, it helps me stay focused on all the different things that I'm working on. Now, you know, I'm a motivational speaker. I'm a performance coach. I'm a podcast host. I'm a YouTube personality. I'm on social media. I work with veterans. I work with kids. I have my own family. I'm a fiance. Uh, I'm a, I'm a son. I'm a friend. That's a lot of shit. <laughs> and so, you know, taking one of these every morning, it, it helps me drive through the day and keep that focus. Um, everything's been tested. There's some great clinical trials that have been done on it. Some uh, medical journals have been written about it. Um, I just can't recommend it enough. It, it's really a beautiful product. Um, if you don't like it, I, I mean, maybe just your brain ain't dinged up li enough like mine is, you know, <laughs> all the concussions from, uh, peewee football and high school and college lacrosse, plus all the times, uh, I got punched in the face or, or I was too near explosions. Um, by the way, 16 feet is not the appropriate distance from, uh, uh, 16 claymars at one time. It's much too close and not good for your donut. Um, but this product, man, it's a, it's a good one. It's a great one, in fact. So it, it, do, your safe, do, uh, do yourself a favor. Head over to onnit.com. That's O-N-N-I-T. Over to onnit.com. Check out Alpha Brain. Read up on it, right? Look, listen to read some of the reviews and uh, give it a shot. And I'll tell you what, tell them I sent you. You know what I mean? Just say, hey, I'm over here from Frog Logic. They told me to come over and you'll dig it, man. You'll dig it. You know, it's funny, man. I, I got all kinds of stuff here. I have my little protein bar before I started. I got my, my gut health package that I have daily, too, to help with my, my guts. I, I've had a lot of gut challenges in the past, and I'll talk more about gut health on another show. But, man, they just they, they put out great products, and, and they care about you being better, right? And so give them a shot, man. You'll dig it. All right. The next one is wise company man are you prepared sweetie are you you are she just gave me she's like hell yeah i'm prepared hell yeah i've got 25 buckets of wise food in my garage <laughs> i've got a, a emergency backpack i've got a i've got a uh uh a three day i got a one month i got a two six month supply of the best Absolutely the best long-term food storage, freeze-dried food there is on the market. And that's Wise Company, man. Now, this was a real blessing to me. I've always been prepared, right? Think about it. I'm a dude, SEALs, Blackwater, CIA. It, it, nobody knows how to be prepared better than us. In fact, we, we're prepared for the biggest oh shit moment there is on the planet. And, and that's the way it is. Right. All right. So the question that you have to ask yourself is, are you prepared? Are you prepared for the next hurricane? Are you prepared for the next wildfire earthquake? Are you prepared for hell? Are you, are you prepared for the zombie apocalypse or the, the, the great and fabulous EMP that China's going to launch on us because we're crushing them in the trade wars? Right. What do you think the blackout in New York City was? I'm spreading all kinds of conspiracy theories right now, sweetie. You got to reel me in on this. You just gave me the, hey, cut it out stuff, all right? The fact of the matter is, are you prepared? Is your family prepared? You know, 
Don't be selfish and think about yourself. Is your family prepared? Do you have enough food to to last your family at 2,000 calories a day, right, for a, a, a week without power, right, when nobody can get to the supermarkets, when there's no resupply going on? Uh, can you, if there's a catastrophic event where you are, Houston floods, Midwest floods this year, hurricanes, wildfires out in California, man, are, are you prepared? If you got a ditch, your house, your home, and you're packing up that car and you've got your suitcase and you've got your guns, do you have your food? Well, I'm telling you what, Wise Food, that's the place to go. Wise Company, that's Wide Food. Just head over to wisefoodstorage.com wisefoodstorage.com and check out everything they have. They've got camping meals, which are amazing. And I've tried, I think I've tried 80% of all the meals now and they're fantastic. They're a thousand times better than any MRE I ever ate. And they're much better than almost all of the competition that's out there, right? And every day they're working on improving their, 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 the quality, their taste, the packaging, the, uh, the delivery, their customer service, this is a company that you can count on and you can trust, all right? So, you know, just give yourself a little peace of mind, right? Head over to wisefoodstorage.com, put in the promo code FROGLOGIC, and you are going to get 25% off anything you buy. That's 25% off anything you buy. You put in FROGLOGIC in the promo co- co- code, right? And, and it's a 90 day full money back guarantee for you. All right. Oh, so that's wise company, wisefoodstorage.com. Go over frog logic, 25% off everything they have. Check it out. If you don't like it, send it back. And it's free shipping, by the way, with my promo code free shipping too. All right. That's wise company. Right. All right. Be ready. Be wise. Whew. Are you ready? You ready to get back into it? I am. Because one of the things everybody I know is asking me right now, and they're thinking in their mind, well, all right, we get it. We understand the insurgency. We understand where it is, what we need to address. Mental, physical, you know, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional. We understand that uh, it's in our heads and it's external. It's within our relationships. It's within all these other things that are out. But how does it come at us? What are the specific ways? All right. First and foremost, it comes at us in a full frontal attack, right? The frontal attack assault is the one that we always have to worry about. Now, here's the thing. When you are under assault, and anybody who's been in a fight before knows that feeling, anybody who's been in a in a in a really intense verbal altercation, if you've been in this a massive breakup, if you've been if you've gotten into an argument with your boss or you've had road rage or Jesus Christmas, that's my entire existence right there. Sorry. Uh, you understand that a frontal attack is no joke. I mean, it's the scariest thing in the world. A frontal attack is no joke. Now, where do these frontal attacks come from with the negative insurgency? All right. First and foremost, it has a lot to do with the things you allow to influence you, right? Really move you on a, on a deep personal level, right? Those are the places where it, it's coming on full tilt, right? Those are the things that the information that we're seeking out every day, 
And most importantly, the, the, the greatest frontal assault is when it comes from these relationships that are that we're in that might not be on the up and up, that might be a little bit negative or a lot of bit negative. It's a frontal assault, God bless. All right. So when you think about those personal influences of those people in your life and how they're affecting you, what you're consuming, or I, I should actually say what you're what's actually settling in, what's 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 being priming you for to elicit a a a response in a way um, that would most likely have the negative insurgency attached to it, right? Those personal influences. The other one is, are the media influences. Now, I want you to honest, be honest with yourself, all right? <laughs> I know everybody out there has screen time analytics now, <laughs> how much time you're logging on screens, right? right? Think about going through, and you can do this while you're listening to this right now. Go through your Instagram feed, right? Go through your Twitter, who you're following. And, and just stop for a moment and look at the image, read the content, whatever. What is, it, what is it offering you? Is there a negative connotation to it? Is there is there a forceful way it's trying to influence you? Is there is there an image that's trying to suck you into something to get you on board with their opinion or their way of thinking, right? So often we, 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 you know, we, we, we go down these, these, we find these common streams of influence, these things that we know make us feel good. They elicit the dopamine response neurologically. And so we, we just keep tacking on more and more and more of those, right? We only watch Fox News, we only uh, listen to uh, this person, right? We, we don't try other things. Well, that influence, man, if you're not careful, right, that influence can start really pushing you towards the negative insurgency. And the other thing is also is, is what we seek out daily, all right? What type of stimulus, right? Because you might be going out after something substantial, Right? Something that's going to give you that grand sense of, of, of purpose, that grand sense of value or worth. And you're, you're going out and all of a sudden you hit something full blown that's, that's you know, veiled in some type of positivity. But the underlying source of it is deeply, darkly negative. Right. And so think about the things that you're seeking out in life. Are you seeking out fame? Are you seeking out fortune? Are you seeking out power? Are you seeking out uh, a, a dominance of some kind within your social structure? Right? What do you see? Is that what you is what you're seeking out built upon the precipice of being negative itself? Or are you seeking out, you know, that positive pain? And that's that's tough to deal with. That's tough to 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 understand, especially when you get in into these focus grooves. When when you want to be the assaulter, right? When you want to assault, uh, you know, everything that's out there. When you want to consume at will, right? Because what you got to ask yourself is why are you assaulting, and why are these things influencing you? Is it is it relevant? to the truth of what you want your identity to become or to be. 
Is it relevant to your present identity now? More importantly is what's the relevance to how it affects you and your service to your team? You know, I, I battle with this all the time, man. You know, my past experiences have a tendency to make, uh, to make me a little uh, more anxious or we like to describe it as vigilant. Well, that vigilant can a lot of times take uh, 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 metamorphosize into its own sense of negativity, whereas I think I'm being uh, focused and driven and, and committed when I'm really just being an asshole. And that's a tough thing to recognize. And thank God I have incredible people in my life that love me that can point that out to me. But you have to think about that, right? How is this the relevance of, of what you're, you're, you're going for or what's coming at you? How is it going to affect, you know, this, the positive aspect of what you want to be? You're, who am I and why am I here? That deeper meaning and purpose. Because, you know, although there have been many people that have found some great purpose in, in being assholes, uh, the overwhelming majority, I believe, based on my research and fascination with history and, 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 and very evil people, is that it didn't work out in the end for most of them. All right. Now, here's the other concept with the, you know, is you start to have to think about, you know, this flanking maneuvers. <laughs> Man, and I, and I love the flanking maneuver. There's nothing better than teaching the flanking maneuver. It's, you know, Sun Tzu at its best, right? Actually, the next one is Sun Tzu at its best. But flanking maneuver is it's the oldest of, of old when it comes to military tactics and training. Now, the flanking maneuver, though, with the negative insurgency, man, this, this is the one that really, you know, flips us up on our heads, man. The one that knocks us off our, our, our center point, that little head of the pin, remember, that's where your balance exists in physically, mentally, spiritually. That knocks us, that thing, off off the tracks, if you will, right? There's those flanking maneuvers, the sudden and radical shifts in momentum. Because we get that head down, we get that trail mode, we get that focus, that drive, that determination, to, that sense of that goal that's in front of us, and we go and we go, and then whambo! We get blindsided by the negative insurgency. And that could be sickness. We could get fired, a breakup, rejection, judged, humiliated. And you know what I'm talking about. You just have to remember those times in our lives where, you know, we had that wonderful sense of complacency that we were overconfident, if you will, based on you know, these, these, these either incremental successes we'd had over an extended period of time or these giant uh, um, award-winning moments where we feel validated as, our, as it relates to uh, the world, our world, our immediate world around us, right? I'm as equal as they are. I'm as good as they are. I have what they have, so I'm good. Wham! And I think a lot of that, that those blinders or that, that unawareness, right, comes from our lack of humility. 
a recognition that, hey, you're still in the fight, regardless of the fact that you feel this modicum of success or, you know, a maximum of success, you still need to recognize the insurgency is hunting you down. Never stops hunting you down, quite frankly. And thank God for that, right? Because it keeps us humble. All right, the last one you got to think about is you got to think about the guerrilla warfare. Now, being a, a special operations guy, you know, I, I like to think that I have some understanding until I actually met people that were uh, really good at this type of warfare. And I realized I, I was just like a little kindergartner playing in that, in that realm. Um, and then I, you know, as well as reading some real uh, intense philosophy or psychology that's out there about what guerrilla warfare looks like. And these are those slow, methodical, the slow, methodical dismantling of our belief systems, of our, our, our mental and intestinal fortitude, uh, the, the, the slow uh, um, uh, disintegration of our value systems and beliefs. Uh, these are, this is the, the, the shock waves, the subtle shock waves that are penetrating into our you know, our, our, our core essence of goodness. And these are the, these are the slow deaths people talk about. These are the moments where we start uh, to lose a sense of ourself, where our state of being is being, is so far gone from what we at one point in our life believe to be true that we actually begin to manufacture new truths, right? We cultivate these wrong relationships, right? We get sucked into the wrong groups. We start worshiping the false idols of existence, right? Think about it. All these little things that we become emotionally mentally attached to and sometimes physically attached to whether it it could be alcoholism or drug addiction it could be it could be uh, being a part of of gangs or being a part of of people that are stealing from each other right it can be a part of of these these things that that begin to allow ourselves to say you know what why should I continue to try and be good? Why should I continue trying doing it the right way? Everybody else is, is on the side of the negative insurgency. Everybody else is realizing this grand momentum, this, this, it, the pathway is so much easier. The, the pain is less severe. So why can't I do that? Why can't I go down that path? Why can't I be the one that says, you know what? Screw this. No. I'm going to do it just like I watched him do it or them do it or whatever. Why shouldn't I? What should hold me back? What, what is the constraint that I need to have? Morality. Right? Now, a lot of people out there, they want to, they want to, they want to believe that there is a, there's a real definitive line that exists within morality, right? You know it. But unfortunately, morality is like this razor's edge. 
it's very easy after trying to balance, you know, in the space that you want to step off because that blade just gets a little bit deeper into your foot because there is a pain affiliated with goodness. There is a pain affiliated with righteousness. I think we've seen that. They're not, you can't separate the two. So where does that moral ambiguity begin? It begins when you start to flex yourself a little bit, when you start to allow these false truths to creep in. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I deserve this. That's right. I deserve this. I should be doing this, you know? Well, who's going to care? It's not going to hurt anybody. It's not going to hurt anybody. We say that all the time. Or, you know what? I just, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of having to, uh, you know, live the life of something I'm not. I'm just going to be who I am. I'm just going to have, you know, I'm just going to have the zero foxtrot attitude, man. I'm just going to, you know what? I'm going to do what I want to do and live how I want to because it all doesn't mean anything. Anyways, I'm going to die. There's no real relevance. I'm not going to heaven. There's none of that. And I, so why shouldn't I get it all while I'm here? Why shouldn't I feel that personal validation? That equality of success that I see, you know, spewing forth like this tidal wave of influence that I'm scrolling or flipping through or, or swiping right, swiping right, swiping right. I tell you what, I've existed in those realms many, many times. In fact, for most of my life, I lived with a heightened sense of moral ambiguity, at least in my adult life. Well, it could be a little bit earlier in my adolescence. And the problem with that is that it's a pathway to this, the greatest pain there is, and that the greatest pain I believe exists is when you have a, a spiritual void that's present in, present in your soul. And that's that not doesn't mean that if you, you don't, you're not reading the Bible every night or you're not entrenched in the Torah or, you know, you're doing sweat lodges with Native Americans that you're, you know, on a pathway to hell. But what I'm saying is that if you somehow can easily justify you being a member of the negative insurgency, then guess what? You're on the wrong team. And that team, I promise you, will ultimately destroy you. There's no doubt in my military mind. There's no doubt in my civilian mind now. There's no doubt in my empathetic heart. There's no doubt in my faithful existence or my, the faith of my soul that if you go down that pathway where there's, uh, you are in the spiritual abyss of morality, and it's going to kill you. Maybe not physically, but certainly mentally and emotionally. All right. Where is this negative insurgency? Where is it? Is it is it creeping in my golf bag? Is it underneath all my mementos? Is it is it sitting underneath my pillow? Right? Where is it hiding? And it's everywhere, man. It's in people. Right? We see this every day. Right? We see good people. We see bad people. We see people that say they're good and they're really bad. We see, you know, it's in their speech. It's in the energy they put off. It's, it's uh, what they do when they're away from us, right? 
how much how much how many relationships are we in where we have one one perception of how people are when they're in front of us and then when they're away from us they're completely different they're talking smack about us they're they're condemning other people they they walk this other uh place this other pathway of moral ambiguity right you know they don't they don't live up their actions and their words don't match up they don't sync up right now i'm not saying that 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 I'm not saying that we're all perfect. And God knows I'm not perfect, man. Holy cow. God knows I'm not perfect. Right? But I know I'm not perfect, and I know why I'm not perfect. I know that I allow that negative insurgency to to pull me off course, off this peaceful pathway of pain. Right? It's when I'm walking that Jericho mile of life that I'm tested by the negative insurgency. It it baits me in. It tempts me with saying, hey, do it this way. Do it for this reason. And I allow that temptation sometimes to get the best of me. And that's when the worst of me comes out. Right? That's when the insurgency says, oh, right on, Rut. We've got you back. You're back on our side. You're here. You're wielding that sword of evil. That was extreme, wasn't it? That was a little bit. She's she's giggling at me now. That's all right. But when you think about it most, what is the most dangerous place the insurgency exists? Right? It's within ourselves, man. You know, when we're weaker than we want to be. And that happens a lot. I know it does. And I'm not going to judge you for it unless it makes you part of the other team, unless it makes brings out the worst of you and you start to infuse your negativity into other people, into the people that you supposedly you care most about. Right? Because we're not as strong as we hope we are. I mean, we do the things. We try and build ourselves up physically. We try and uh, strengthen ourselves mentally. We try and... We try and, uh, you know, sharpen ourselves spiritually and emotionally day in and day out. But guess what? This constant battle of, uh, of, of, of our perception of the worlds we exist in, man, that wears us down because the fight never ends. It never ends. And I... I Man, trust me, I'm I'm just like you. I I I I look forward to the days and hell, my fiance and I talk about it daily. When are we gonna get a break? When are we gonna all of a sudden feel the relief out there? And when is all you know raising four daughters gonna become easy and running our own business gonna become easy? And when are we gonna have financial freedom? And when are we gonna have the success we're looking for with what we're? Who knows. But the perception and expectation of that, of that, that given, if you will, it, it can destroy us. But that's the insurgency, man. That's the insurgency. And so you have to, please, you have to understand that this is a perpetual battle in your life. It's not going away just because you you know, go climb up on a mountaintop in Tibet and, and get in the lotus position and have your little Tibetan chime bowl and that somehow, somewhere, you're going to uh, absolve yourself of this suffering, this struggle, this insurgency. 
Hell, you can't even go off the grid and feel it. Just the, the nature by wanting to live off the grid as the insurgency is winning its space. You know, the, the way we do it is, you know, you have to be conscious of the assault. Just, just recognize it's there. Just stop for a moment, take a breath and say, you know what? It's a part of my life, right? It's a part of my life. It is what it is. It's there. It's present. It's everywhere. It's in the people I know. It's in the people I don't know. It's in, it's in what I watch and what I don't watch, what I listen to, what I don't listen to. It's in, it's in my body. It's in, it's everywhere. But I'll tell you something. There is an absolute way that you can work at defeating the negative insurgency every day. But that's another show. All right. Oh, man. They get heavy, don't they? They do. And and I hope you dig it. I mean, I, I, I'm, you know, this is really 28 years of of me on this incredible journey of discovery and experience and research of really, really wanting to understand the human condition, most especially so I can help you as an individual and also as a part of your teams so I can help you defeat that negative insurgency, uh, uh, make a, a solid moral and good fight uh, in the combat of life and that I can help you in this pathway towards purpose to give you meaning and, and to enhance your ability to define yourself as it's relevant to your existence. That's why I'm doing this. That's why I've gone on the pathway I've gone and, and I'm still on it and I'm still learning, man. I guarantee I do the negative insurgency show in three years and it, there's going to be a lot more to it, right? But that's why I'm doing it is because I want to help you. And I hope it does. It'd be wonderful if uh, if you listen to this show, you can write a little uh, review for me on any one of the places where we offer the show, which is on my website at teamfroglogic.com. You can listen on iTunes, right? I'm under Society and Culture. Uh, just search uh, Frog Logic Podcasts. Uh, I'm also on Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. Please go there. Write reviews there if you would. That'd be great. Uh, if not, it's okay. All right? I don't want you to feel any pressure <laughs> listening. I just want you to listen and try and better yourself. All right? Um, also, uh, it's on YouTube. Go check out my YouTube ch channel if you'd like. I'm going to start putting some more motivational videos up, uh, little snippets here uh, soon. Um, and you can also follow me at Team Frog Logic um, on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter. Uh, I'm also on some others, but those are the, the three main three. And, and I, every day I really try and post a daily dose of Frog Logic. And these are just uh, uh, kind of motivational devotionals uh, that will help you kind of reflect on your day, maybe give you something to think about as you go through the day and process it. Um, so that's where you can follow me. Uh, and listen to the show. Again, I really appreciate all the warmth and, and love that you all been sharing with me and the support that you've been given. Uh, it just means the world to me. It gives me meaning. Uh, it makes my purpose uh, feel validated. Uh, and it's it's certainly a, a, a huge component of me being able to defeat the negative insurgency that I face every day out externally and most importantly, the insurgency I face up here. 
and God knows it's uh, it, I, I wage war with myself pretty often. Um, I want to thank all of you again. I want to thank uh, uh, my friends. I have some incredible friends uh, that are so supportive and, and of me and, and my journey. Uh, I want to thank my family. I want to thank my parents and uh, my future in-laws and, and future brother-in-laws and their family members. And I want to thank uh, my brother and James. Um, I want to thank uh, my children. I've got these beautiful girls that every day inspire me to to battle that insurgency head-on, to give them the tools that they need to eventually defeat that insurgency within themselves and externally. Uh, most importantly, uh, I want to thank my fiance. I love you very, very much, and thank you so much for everything that you help me do every day. I love you. Uh, and I want to thank Christ and God because um, they give me the... Uh, uh, the spiritual armor, the armor of love I get to don every single day in order to take up the fight. Thank you. God bless you.